this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz... Parasite, parasite, para, para, parasite. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hello, 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 After Buzzers. Welcome to the After Buzz TV After Show for the 2020 92nd Annual Academy Woo! Awards. Yes. Yeah. Child, that was a mouthful. It was. It's a lot. <laughs> Why, thank you, thank you. Um, I am your host, Carla Renata, and sitting next to me is... Ryan Nilsson, senior producer of Popcorn Talk. So excited to talk about the Oscars. It's my favorite day of the year. <laughs> and? Yes, I am Simone Thomas, and I'm so excited to be here with you guys to talk about all of the historic moments that were made tonight. Yes, oh, and I forgot to say who I was. I introduced everybody else and forgot to talk about me. So I am the Curvy Critic, a.k.a. the Curvy Critic. I have a show at Black Hollywood Live called The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata. We do it every Sunday right here at Black Hollywood Live in the same studios where AfterBuzz TV is. But aside from all of that, y'all, the Academy Awards just ended. Just ended. We just watched it all together. And Koi, by the way, we have a fourth co-host. Yes. Koi, yes. Koi Jandrew is on his way. He's stuck in deep traffic. I think yes. he watched the ceremony at an Arclight Theater. Oh. So he'll be joining oh, wow. us. But he's, so he's in Hollywood. Oh, that's going to be a hot mess. I don't know if it was in Hollywood, it might have been the one in Sherman Oaks, but he's on his way. Okay. okay. So when Koi gets here, we will reintroduce him at that time. But until Koi gets here, Ryan and Simone. Yes. Oh my God! Oh. How excited are we about Parasite yeah. and therefore wins with Bong Joon Ho? So there's a round of applause. Yes, yes. They did it right, people. Yes. They did it right this year. You know, yes. everyone's always like, "Does the Academy actually award the best movie, or is it just the most popular movie?" You know, in some years, 
I agree. In some years, it's just a popularity contest. I think they did it right this year. It made history. This was historic night for the Academy. I'm just so excited and happy. Our studio outside all freaked out when Parasite yeah. was announced. You could hear the cheers. It, this is really an amazing turnout. Yeah, they certainly did make history. This is the first time in Academy Award history that a film from South Korea has won these major awards. And it's the first time a South Korean director has won, or anyone actually from another country, has won a best... Um Best picture, best director. Like it's just first it's, foreign language. First yeah. foreign language. Yeah. Yes. Like it's it's bananas. It's bananas. But Bong Joon Ho, it, it it should be noted that he does a variety of different films. He does horror films. He does some little off kilter films. He did a film a little. And when I say off kilter, he did a film a little while ago called Snowpiercer. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. um Academy Award winner Octavia Spencer was in that film right after she won her Oscar for The Help. So he does films that are all over the place. But for those people have that have not seen Paris. Parasite. Parasite is a film that deals with societal norms when in regards to um, class, it, class yeah. in, in regards to class. So you got the upper class people, the ones that have money, that did nothing but a chicken wing with them, and you have the people that are struggling to to get just a phone signal in the bathroom. Right. You know, right? Um, the film is. An amazing film on all levels. It's cinematically beautiful. The script is great. The subtitles didn't bother me, although there was drama about... So let me ask y'all this. How do y'all feel about the whole subtitle situation? There was an article that was in the New York Post. There was another article that surfaced this week where there was some anonymous Academy members that expressed in major publications that they couldn't be bothered to watch films like The Farewell or Parasite because of the subtitles. Well... So as someone who I love like telenovelas and I do speak Spanish but not fluently enough to just listen to it in Spanish, mm-hmm. I watch things with subtitles all the time. And my mom who doesn't even speak Spanish will watch Spanish speaking shows with subtitles. So as long as you can read, you can watch a movie. So I just think that's completely bizarre. And if something is done well and written well and shot well, you should give it... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The same respect as something that is in English. Um, and I just think it's. It, it's. But that's just disrespectful overall. Yeah, I think uh, Bong Joon-ho and his interpreter put it best when they won the foreign film uh, award at the Golden Globes. They said if you just get over that one-inch barrier of subtitles, you'd be open to a whole new world of cinema. You know, I, I don't really fault people who don't love films with subtitles. I just think, hey, it's for some people, it's for not, for not for others. But this is the movie. This is the subtitle movie that people who don't like subtitles have to go see because it's just that good. Absolutely. You really need to go check this it out. This is the problem that I have with it. If you are an Academy member right. and they're sending you screeners or giving you locations to go out and vote, then part of your responsibility as an Academy member is to watch the nominated film so that you can inform your vote properly. Mm -hmm. If you are purposefully not watching the films because they have subtitles, then you don't need to be an Academy member. Like, let somebody else be an Academy member that's going to watch the film. I mean, to me, just, that's, to me, racist. Like, I just, I don't get it. Like... No, it's not racist. It's just lazy. (laughs) Yeah, it's both. both. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think it's both, yeah. I, I... 
that's just not fair. And also, like, the Asian community just has not been represented in Hollywood. And I think with Crazy Rich Asians two years ago, and then Aquafina being the first performer of Asian descent to win a Golden Globe, that's historic. And so to see Parasite win, like, I'm happy that their community is getting more recognition because they're just as talented. They just don't get those opportunities. So for an Academy member not refusing to not even give them that like time is just it's rude and that i mean that's one thing that we were talking about this while watching you know a lot of these categories i feel like they're predictable by the time we get to the oscars a lot of the performing performances you know is getting the best actor or lead actress all that but with best picture this year it was kind of up in the air like you didn't know was gonna be 1917 was gonna be parasite it wasn't too clear from all the other award shows and i just also think you know a foreign language film has never won Best Picture. So it was still kind of like, oh, what's going to happen here? Right. And the fact that it won is huge, and now more people than ever are going to go check out Parasite, and that is the true win tonight. And you know what was funny? We had the same conversation last year when it came to Roma, mm. when Roma was up. Mm-hmm. We had the same conversation about that film. So, you know, hopefully with films like Roma and Parasite, that door or that portal has now been open, yeah. and people can step through it with confidence as opposed to tiptoeing around mm-hmm. the subject matter or the film for that matter. Great point. Yeah. You know, um, what would you say, oh, and to be very clear, y'all, this is what Parasite won. They won Best Director, Best International Picture, which was changed from Best Foreign Film. Now it's Best International Picture. That's right, Picture. yeah. Um, they won Best Picture and Best Original Screenplay. So having said that, what would you say were some of the most memorable moments for y'all this evening? I know one of my <laughs> one of my favorite memorable moments was Cynthia Erivo singing mm. "Stand Up" from Harriet with the with the I don't know if it was caramel colored or beige or whatever like it was nude. behind her nude colored yeah. choir behind her kind of like like moving like water or air behind her as she was singing um, this song that she co wrote. That was that was a highlight mm, for me. I really touching. enjoyed that. Really emotional. Big time. I, I was also disappointed when it didn't win Best Song because clearly that was the most well-performed song at the at the Oscars for this sure. year. Uh, I mean, for these memorable moments, I mean, same thing with Parasite. That Best Picture win, just a huge thing. That is all anyone's going to be talking about. And um, and I also think Bong Joon-ho for director, you know. I think a lot of people thought Sam Mendes was going to walk away with Best Director for 1917. I mean, it's such a technical achievement. There's these huge triumphs on all sides for all those nominated. But uh, Bong Joon-ho pulling away with that and him just honoring the other directors, like shouting out Martin Scorsese, shouting out yeah. Quentin Tarantino for praising his films early on. I thought that was so classy and awesome of him and he is now going to be a name that most film goers are familiar with. Yep, because that show was messing up his name at the beginning of the season. <laughs> I was calling him Boon Jong Ho. <laughs> I just butchered that poor man's yeah. name. But as the season went on and I began to see him more often, then I you know, I got the, the, the just the, the name. Correct. What about you, Simone? I loved the beginning. Janelle Monae's uh, performance was awesome. Like She's very talented, a great performer. And her singing, like her vocals are it's so bananas. Strong, and I like that they infused costumes from different um, films, like Queen and Slim. Even though it wasn't nominated, like they had her character, um, and they had um, I think they had us other, in yeah, there, Midsommar, like so Joker. many. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I like that they paid homage to those films. But let me just talk. Mm. Let's just talk about that Midsummer outfit. <laughs> Why was she looking like you a potted plant? Like I did all. not. You, were, you I, did not like that at all. <laughs> I was not having her looking like a potted plant. Yeah. I'm not having it. But what I was completely <laughs> down for one 
thousand percent was her and Billy Porter singing yes. together. Because mm-hmm. uh. Billy Porter is my dog. Y'all mm-hmm. know that. That's my boy. Mm-hmm. Her, The two of them singing together because they both got those really wide reaching ranges. Yep. Ooh, that gave me was life. Epic. Original song? Was that an original song? I don't know. I wasn't familiar I with don't it. Know. I, I don't that's why know. I was really into it. Either. But they were they, awesome. they they did that. And then I love that she interacted with the audience, audience. like Brad Pitt and then but Leo. You know, they always do that with the opening songs. <laughs> yeah. they, remember when um oh god the the dude who wrote Happy. Oh yes, um, you know who I'm talking about. Yes. Anyway, yeah. the yeah. one who wrote Happy, Pharrell. 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 When Pharrell wrote Happy, and he was running in and out of the audience mm-hmm. for people that are nominated, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. the beginning of the show. There's no losers announced yet. You know, uh, play along though. Like you know, Leonardo DiCaprio's like, no, yeah, no, 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 And then Brie Larson's <laughs> game. Like he was oh. too cool. He was too so cool for school. It's, it's all good. It's all good. Um, it was a cool opening. In, yeah. Any yeah. other? Um, things come to mind, you guys, in terms of memorable moments or performances. I'm, I think Kristen Wiig and um, My Rudolph yeah. were great. Like they, I love Bridesmaids. I think they're just a good duo, mm-hmm. and their comedic timing and their chemistry mm-hmm. works. Um, and then like them acting and doing their <laughs> different moments, hilarious. They're great. The, yeah, there were a lot of amazing presenters. Uh, the cats presenting visual oh my effects. God, that totally was a memorable moment. I did not think they would do that. I don't know how Universal. I, I, do they need Universal's permission to do that? Because that was yeah, they do. Probably, yeah. That was because that was, they had the costumes on. But that was yeah. pure comedy. Oh my gosh! Need, Hitting the mic. Oh my god! If they hit that mic one more time, I was like, I knew the <laughs> yes. sound. I know the sound guy was like, I'm gonna need y'all to Please stop, stop that. it. I mean, look, oh my god, we have a photo. Look at that! Like that is that's so funny. That that's was the, bananas. Just self acknowledging it. Oh, I like when people are willing to make fun of themselves. Like you know, you acknowledge what everyone's been talking about, and you're like, you know what? I'm not gonna take myself too seriously. Like let's <laughs> let's just let's also make fun of ourselves. That was a great moment. That mm-hmm. <laughs> that definitely was a great moment. I laughed out loud when. I I saw that. I was like, oh no. I think even Will Ferrell and Julia Louis Dreyfus, they they had a oh, fun yeah. comedic back and forth too. They, did. they got some really awesome presenters Chris, this year. Um, Chris Rock and Steve Martin as well. Yeah, did like, a monologue. Yeah, that was surprising. And then I think another surprise for me was seeing Chrissy Metz singing. Like I know that she oh. sings. Oh, she sang she, she sang that song Breakthrough. Yeah, it was she, written it was by beautiful. Diane Warren. Yeah. And at first I didn't recognize her because her hair was so long and I'm used to seeing her hair kind of mm. like shoulder length. Um and I just normally don't see her sing all the time so that was a good surprise and refreshing and killed it she crushed yeah. that it was uh-huh. awesome you know what also was surprising for me personally is when Elton John won best song this has been it's been 25 years since he's won the Oscar it's been 25 wow. years since he won the Oscar for Can You Feel the Love Tonight for The Lion King yeah. and this one was particularly special for him because he won the Oscar with his his partner Aww. Bernie Taupin they've mm. been they've That's been writing really songs together for over 25 years so this Elton John when he won last time I think they collaborated on that, but I think Elton was the one that took home the Oscar for that song. But this was something that they collaborated on together, mm-hmm. and they were both nominated together. Yeah. It was a full circle moment. It was mm-hmm. a full circle moment. Really for beautiful. Um, what were some surprises that you were like, "Ooh, okay, that was that was interesting." Hmm. I think the the big surprise to me, <laughs> we all freaked out when we were watching it. Oh, right. Was, they're showing this the cinematic montage of music and film, and then they're showing Eight Mile, and you're like, "Wow, they're really." Hanging on eight mile for a while, yeah, like, it's been like uh-huh. twenty seconds, yeah. and then Eminem rises from the ground mm-hmm. and performs "Lose Yourself." I know what that was definitely the surprise moment mm-hmm. of the evening. Wow. No one saw that coming. I, we didn't see it coming. We, we lost like, ourselves because we, we were sitting there going, huh? "Why are they hanging on this song?" You're right. We were like, "Why are they hanging on this song 
for so long, and then we like, oh snap! He's and, then we, and then we were laughing because we were looking in the audience, and everybody had that head bob, yep. you know that that mm-hmm. rap music head bob. Everybody, but the, the thing that was funny is if you really looked in the audience, there were a variety of variations on the head bob. Yeah, like some people were bopping on the beat, some people were bopping <laughs> on the off beat, some people were struggling trying to figure what beat to bop on. Billie <laughs> Eilish, I don't even think was having it though. She was really? just like, I thought she was rapping along. No, I, she was I, like, I thought she, I thought she was frozen. She was like, I'm not impressed. Oh. Which I, I was impressed. I think he still got it. That I, I was definitely, that definitely, definitely, definitely was. <laughs> that, that song, was, it like does something to you. Like it yeah. like gets your spirit it just, up. I don't like, even know what he's saying, but I'm I just can, like. Da, da, it woke da, us da, up. Da, da. It was yes. like a needed good old yes. shot of Energizer. adrenaline in the middle of the show. It totally. was fantabulous. Mm-hmm. Fantabulous. Oh. Okay. So let's talk about some of the winners for the evening, yes. right? Yeah. So night we talked about nineteen seventeen. They took home a lot of technical awards. Yeah, they got they took they ran out with three tonight, which I'm a little surprised by. I thought they were gonna come away with five or six and they ended up only getting sound mixing, cinematography, and visual effects. Um, you, I, I was surprised. Carla called the visual effects. I actually she was just really good at calling. She everybody. was calling them all. I, I thought it, uh, visual effects might have gone to like Avengers or mm. something else, like maybe even the Irishman for using that new yeah. technology. But oh my god, that was the worst technology ever. <laughs> we'll talk about that some other. Not time. as bad as cats, but uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, not, it was cats had heads. That was a whole situation. So it was more of like a technical uh, triumph for that one, and I mean, Parasite leading with four. Which again, I don't think I would have even guessed yeah. it was for. I, 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 and I, I said this when we were watching. I because I'm a film critic and I belong to a plethora. Like I belong to so many different things. So I'm I freelance for Variety as right. a writer. I'm on Rotten Tomatoes. I belong to the Hollywood Critics Association. The you had Broadway, your 100th episode of the Curvy the Critic Curvy today. Critic, right? Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I belong to the Broadcast Film Critics Association, which is the voting entity for the Critics' Choice Awards. Oh, cool. I belong to the African American Film Critics Association. I belong to the Online Association of Female Film Critics. I belong to Keep the, going, yeah. <laughs> to the <laughs> Alliance of Women International Journalists. Like I belong to all these organizations. So with each organization, they all have their individual voting tallies that they do, mm-hmm. and they all and most of them have their own individual awards. And so the when I before I became a film critic, I used to always look to the Critics Choice Awards as the gauge about mm-hmm. how the voting season was gonna go. And I would notice that whoever would win the Critics Choice Award, nine times out of ten would go on to win the Oscar. It's, mm. it was like it's been a pattern. Right. And whoever would sweep the whole season, like and when I say sweep, I mean sweeping Golden Globes, um, Critics Choice, SAG, um, there's a couple of other ones. I can't remember what the, they the are. Big, the big ones. The yeah. big ones, you know. And th- and that was the other thing we were talking about, too, is that, you know, back in the day, there were just a handful of award shows. There was mm-hmm. the Grammys, the Oscars, the Emmys, the um, American Music Awards, the Tonys, yep. and that was it. Like, there was, like, maybe five or six award shows in a whole year. Now it seems like every time you turn on the TV set, it's a new one. Well, that's a, that's a great thing you brought up, like, do you feel a little burnt out by the time the Oscars yeah. rolls around? Of course you do. Like, That's year, why the, yeah, go yeah. ahead. This year, I feel like everything was so condensed between like early January, like it's not even mid-February yet, and award season is <laughs> coming to a but close. But you know why? Just, you know why that happened? Because they pushed up the deadline for the Oscars. So usually the Oscars are in March. Right. Mm. This time they were in February. Yeah. <laughs> the first early week, February. Early February. The first part, the first weekend of February, basically. So... They pushed it up by a whole month, and so we ended up with a situation where we have 30 days less 
to prepare right. for the Oscars. We had 30 days left, so it's like, oh my God, what mm-hmm. is that? Every, everybody had to push up their deadlines. Everybody did. I mean, this week alone was bananas. I'm sure. Because usually, like, the Essence of, the essence Brunch is usually closer to the Oscars. Mm-hmm. The um, uh, uh, Golden Globes is a little further. The Spirit Awards is always the Saturday before. But this week, we had the we had all of the Essence stuff. We had the Gold... We had the... Um, the Spirit Awards stuff. Yeah, just the, the, yesterday. The Spirit Awards brunch happened right after the holiday season. It was bananas. Wow. It was crazy. But Chaos. we ended up with a shorter, more truncated season. But having said that, we now have in the house <laughs> Coy Jandrew. Coy Jandrew's here. Welcome. I'm so excited. And who's that sitting next to you? Sheena Lee. Hi. Hey, Sheena Lee. I didn't know I was going to do this. That's all right, girl. But she dressed ready. Well, she, yeah. You did, girl. Yeah, you're ready for right? the Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. So you are Oscar ready. ready. Any other night in the year, I'm going to wear this dress. You are Oscar now, ready. Yes. <laughs> now, yes. Uh, you the mic right there? Bring it up here. There we go. There you go. That's what I was doing. No I was, idea. I was doing Ryan's like a... got secret hand signals about yeah. it. Oh, and, and Parasite Wolf. Apparently, they weren't uh-uh. too good. Quite. Uh, <laughs> 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 Wait, where did you watch the awards? Uh, the ArcLight. Uh, we, we had a, like, a, the full big screen ArcLight Oscar situation. Oh, wow. Holy cow. They had like a private bar for us and like a bartender. It was cool. Fun. Nice. It felt very like watching it at ArcLight, which is one of my favorite theaters, but watching it knowing it was down the street while watching it on a big screen just felt so like Inception-y. Oh. Like, I was really aware of like it's two streets away but it's really big here but I'm in LA so and Hollywood's right there. Did, like, the, did the crowd in your theater just lose it? Oh absolutely. Okay. It, was, it was cacophonous uh, often and the speeches were really funny with like an, with an audience with a crowd because there was like a mic drop or a pin drop. Like it was, it was one of the two. And Jane Fonda I kept waiting to say something Jane Fonda. That was the only one where I was like <laughs> she, and she was just there. lovely. She was just look. Nice. She's been protesting all weekend. She's like, I <laughs> I she just got I out of the behavior. She was she just said, like, I said what good. I had to say outside the what is it, the Dolby now? Yeah. I said whatever I had to say outside the Dolby. There's no need for me to stand up on the stage. Renee and Joaquin, and they're going to cover it. You know, they got it, so I'm good. <laughs> Speaking of which, how do you feel about those wins for Joaquin and and Renee? I mean, I now every single Joker actor has an Oscar. <laughs> That's true. Jack Nicholson had his. Jared Leto. Wow has his and he, now Joaquin and Heath point. got them for Heath Joker Ledger, yep. so all four of the cinematic Jokers have Oscars two of them got them for the Joker and Joker is Hamlet for this generation now wow. so I think it's a beautiful thing I uh, I also in 06 I think it was Brokeback and Walk the Line were up and uh, Joaquin and Heath became friends through the award circuit so it felt really fitting that wow. uh, the next person to play this version of the Joker, not to, to disparage Mr. Leto, but in my opinion, yeah. this Joker uh, was, you know, his friend. I think I think it's a really beautiful bit of kismet that uh, we got this 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 proper Joker. And you guys, not for nothing, but don't we think? And I, this is just my personal opinion, but I personally think I only saw the Joker one time because mm-hmm. I just couldn't handle multiple screenings Agreed. of that. But I believe that we never again in this lifetime will see an acting performance on screen like what Joaquin Phoenix gave in that movie. Because mm. he was bananas. Transformed. Yeah. Absolutely. Transformed. Bananas. Absolutely. I've never in my entire life seen an acting performance like that. Mm. Ever. For me, it was, it was the Heath was the... I love that it's Joker. Because I've when I rewatched The Dark Knight, I there's nothing like it and it's been 12 years. Like, mm-hmm. when I see that, it's... Those 20 minutes of screen time feel like four hours of your life because it's so visceral and impacting. Mm. And then Joaquin got a full hour, to, a full, full hour and 40 minutes to make you feel... All of that negative emotion, like you're nauseous, you're uncomfortable, like you're saying, like, I saw it three times because I'm a masochist, but I kept being like, <laughs> I am so uncomfortable, another. Uh, so it's a different experience, like it's a hell of a movie because it's, it's the worst time at the theater. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's not, you don't go for good times. No. Well, there's that. He became, uh-uh, that's wrong. He became physically emaciated, though. Right. Remember the scene where you see the back of him, and it's just like, oh, okay, Joaquin, Ooh. you went there, didn't you? Yeah, he physically... I just, He's one of my favorite actors, so I have been talking for years and pissed off that he still didn't win the Oscar for Walk the Line. So I'm like, the okay, master, boom. Walk the Line. Like there, when they said four time nominated, first win, I couldn't believe that was his first win. And Renee Zellweger, like I, I love her and I love her whole vibe. And I haven't actually seen Judy. Would you like I? Oh, yeah. No, I, 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 it was lovely. I mean, it was exactly what I wanted it to be. And and I think Renee's in a really particular. I can't believe I'm doing this right now. Uh, I think she's in a particular position to really do that role justice. To She's gone through so much. She's had such a trial in and of her own career. Bringing that to particularly Judy Garland, I think, again, we're not going to see anybody play that role that way ever. And that's why mm. these roles are award-winning, both of them. We're mm-hmm. never going to see those people, that caliber of person doing those roles and bringing what they particularly bring. I think that was a gift, and we, we got to honor that tonight. And I think the, the Oscars were, it was like comeback kid year. Like, Joaquin mm. Phoenix was... That's a good way to look at it. Joaquin yeah. Phoenix was putting gum under Letterman's desk, <laughs> having his own time about being, like, a white rapper, like, not long ago. Like, right. Joaquin was... And I love that documentary. I, I think it's funny. Like, I got the joke. <laughs> but, like, so many people didn't, and the dude was, like, ostracized. Like, that guy wasn't working. And then, like, he got his comeback, and then Renee was gone for years, and then, the like, I hated that she came back with plastic surgery commentary, because Renee is so much more than that. But, like, she made headlines because of, like, that yeah. stuff. And that but was that, gross. Like, that was indicative of the whole, like, society. Yeah problem yeah. so for her to get an oscar after all that bull baloney um, yeah. there uh like it's really cool that they, they, these two comeback kids back to back and then brad pitt like i i love brad pitt's performance so much because it reminded what movie stars could be because leonardo dicaprio without a doubt movie star but i watched a movie where i saw someone playing a movie star and i kept wanting to know what a stunt double was doing because brad pitt's a goddamn movie star let me tell you oh and see that boom Brad Pitt is a movie star. <laughs> Brad Pitt is a bona fide movie star, and this was his seventh nomination. Wow. Seventh nomination wow. in his first win. Unreal. And you know, I'm personally just rooting for, for Brad Pitt because, you know, he a Missouri boy. Yeah. And I'm from Missouri, yes. so, I mean, you know. First that. win for Brad Pitt. It's his first win. Wild. Yeah. But he got two Oscars before for producing. Yeah, I mean, he's doing yeah. I'm not worried his, about Brad Pitt. I know, I didn't, but <laughs> he's, he's won something. Yeah, this was his first acting Oscar, I should say. Um, how are we feeling about Laura Dern for Best Supporting with um, Marriage Story? Was she that, was a slutty was, lawyer. What a classy <laughs> speech, too. Like, oh, the shout-out to her parents. Oh, my so gosh. And she was my, like, I, I tweeted that was my big hopeful win because there was a lot that I expected. I, I really thought it was Joaquin's. I really thought I would have loved to have seen uh, Matt Damon and Christian Bale lobby for supporting and lead instead. I think what hurt that film was that they both went for lead so that it was split the vote. Mm-hmm. Everyone that voted for Ford Ferrari had to split the vote and it was like a Democratic primary. Yeah, it was out. So uh, it caused a lot of problems with people actually voting for stuff. Uh, so it, it, it was messy. So it made that uh, uh, Ford Ferrari became a very different run. So I really loved that we kind of had Joaquin in a very unique position. But Laura Dern was the one that I wasn't sure where it was going to go because all of those performances were incredible. Not to disparage any of the actors, but like that was the the dark horse for me. No, so I'm going to tell you this. As a critic, so you don't know me. So as a critic, I've been to everything. I've been to every show, voted on everything, and she has won across the board. And whenever you see somebody sweep like that... Mm -hmm. They're very rarely going to come to the Oscars and not win. The only time I ever saw that happen in recent years is when Sylvester Stallone was up against Mark 
up against Mark Rylance, mm-hmm. and everybody thought Sylvester Stallone was going to win because I was in the I was in the press room that night. Everybody thought that he was going to win, and everybody had typed up his name, <laughs> and then and then they announced Mark Rylance, and there was an audible gasp in the room, and I thought, oh, this is going to be interesting. What are they going to do when he walks in the room? Like nobody <laughs> nobody was prepared. Questions. Nobody was prepared no to one, ask yeah. him a question. Nobody. Um, how are we feeling about costume design for Jacqueline Duran for Little Women? Like that speech, I, I the whole vibe of that speech was great, but also she's just like seven for seven. Mm-hmm. So I, I, she went up there with the eloquence of someone that's winning their seventh Academy Award <laughs> wow. and then like absolutely carried that because Little Women is a movie we have had remade multiple times. So it has to be really special to merit a remake. And mm. it absolutely was. Greta Gerwig, incredible. The cast, incredible. And you need the details like costume design. And there was no point in that movie I felt like I was not in the time that it was set. And it changes through periods in time. And it's also, it's so fanciful. Like, Little Women's such an iconic piece of film. I think you got it. The bar's high. And I think, obviously, right. seven Academy Awards later. like she's Right. Better. One of my favorite things that yeah. won was um, Hair Love. It was the best uh, best yeah. document, uh, animated best animated short, yeah. short excuse me, and um, by Matthew Cherry. So Matthew A. Cherry is a former NFL player, which made me laugh out loud. Wide receiver. That he was a former NFL awesome. player that's making an animated movie about a dad trying to comb his daughter's hair. And when I interviewed <laughs> him over the summer, I interviewed him and Peter Ramsey, who won the Oscar last year for Spider-Man Into the yeah, Spider-Verse. <clears throat> Both pictures are for Sony Pictures. When I interviewed them, I showed them a picture. I'll show y'all when we get done. I showed them a picture of my godfather and my dad trying to comb my hair. And my father has me, like, clamped in between his legs. And they're trying to comb my hair. And I'm looking like, please let me go. Just please let me go. But when I saw the movie, I was viscerally in tears because I could totally relate to what that was. And I was telling y'all in the trailer that Hair Love is not a movie that is about a black father trying to comb his black little girl's hair. This is a movie about anybody that is a dad that has a little girl that the mom is nowhere to be seen Mm -hmm. trying to comb their hair. Any dad could relate to that. And I think that's what most voters related to and that's why it won the best documentary short. And then Toy Story 4 won animated feature. I love Toy Story. It was so good. It was so good. What was kind of cool about also with Hair Hair Love... Is that, you know, two years ago, Kobe Bryant won for the same category. He's another athlete producing film. For Dear Basketball. For Dear Basketball. And he shouted him out in his award speech. I I really thought that was great and just really fitting. I really like (laughs) Hair Love because it's actually promoting the Crown Act, which is, it's active in um, New York, Montgomery County, Maryland, which I'm from. I'm not from Montgomery County, County, but I'm from the Mm -hmm. county next to it in Maryland, Mm -hmm. New Jersey, and California. And it's to protect... um, people from being discriminated based on their hair. Specifically, like, black women can relate to that. And I just think, like they said, representation matters. And not weaponizing our hair or making us feel less than because it's not the ideal form of beauty. And I think that's what's also beautiful about the film as well. And he brought, in in the news the last couple of weeks, there was a young boy named DeAndre who they were telling him he needed to cut his locks off. Mm-hmm. And when Matthew Cherry got wind of that, he invited that young man to the Oscars. So wow. he was his guest yeah. at the Oscars. Holy Sunday. cow, I didn't yeah. know that. It was like a full circle moment. Yeah, it and was I, beautiful to see his press too because that kid was just overwhelmed. He like, was like... I'm on the red carpet. It was so cute. It was I adorable. do want to shout out the people in our chat, though. Um, oh, okay. we've got We've been getting a lot of comments. So Jazzy, Jazzy Jones said, Hair Love winning during Black History Month. Yeah. Oh, yes. Love that. Strange, I agree. Um, someone, um, her name is Yash Ser... I'm going to mispronounce this. I'm Sir sorry. Mastava. Yes. Uh, she said, or he, he or she said that Brad Pitt was better in Ad Astra. 
um, which didn't really... That, that, one that movie didn't hit, but he yeah. was better yeah. in Ad Astra. He was. And she said, um, the same person said she thought that um, Joker was as compelling as Parasite. It's just the whole comic book Todd Phillips disdain. Um, and that she thought Parasite and Joker were very similar. And Joker ran away with two. It got score and performance. Yes, best best lead actor. And then, for we were talking about Ford versus Ferrari. They got yeah. sound editing and film editing appropriately so. Love that movie. I love that movie too. I, and, I, and I'm kind of salty that they don't ever recognize Christian Bale. They always diss him. I don't mm-hmm. know what that's about. But that, that was, I think, that's putting the vote thing because Christian Bale is incredible in that movie. Like, yeah, he Miles, is. He embodied and you felt every moment of that character. And also, the, the power of Christian Bale is he's like downright jolly and the dude always plays roles that are like this Dark. super intense visceral like he went from like he's Santa in life and in movies he's Batman and it's incredible to see wow. the transformation because he always plays a different chameleon you've seen this guy like over the years play all these things and it was in a movie like Ford vs. Ferrari which could have been every it wasn't just a dad movie like when that movie got announced I was like dad's gonna love this on yeah. Sunday no. and then it came out and it was yeah. the best dad movie and I that was my vote for best picture I get why it didn't win but I was really moved by the movie because it could have been much simpler much less impactful and it felt like a American cinema. James Mangold just feels like this classic Americana director where you watch a movie within opening frames. I was like, this is a classic American film. Hard stop. And then the movie kept getting better. So I that movie is really important to me and I, I'm bummed the way things landed, but I totally it got numb, so I'm happy. People are gonna see it now. Right. I think I think they did a really good job overall with spreading the wealth and the love for almost everything that got nominated mm-hmm. so that all of the films are coming to the attention of the American people that don't necessarily live in the lane of having to watch movies for a living or whatever, mm-hmm. and they only know about these films when people start talking about them at award season. Mm-hmm. So they did a really good job about spreading the wealth because once upon a time got production designs. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. And then, um, let's see, what else? Um, learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl. One. That was a good one. I think that was them. the favorite, yeah. That uh, was the favorite one. It, hit, it was winning everywhere, so it was like it wasn't not going to win. But then the one that I love that won was this um, best documentary feature called American Factory. And I love mm-hmm. it because... Former President Obama and yeah. former First Lady Michelle Obama are the producers of that film. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, y'all come in Hollywood. Yeah, okay. Did, okay. You kind of, did you think it was kind of weird that they didn't mention them in their speech, yeah. like Michelle or Barack? We, they've mentioned them five five zillion times everywhere everywhere oh, else. They've, okay. they've mentioned them a million times every place else. Got it. They were at the Spirit Awards. They they talked about the Obamas for like five minutes at the Spirit Awards on Saturday. So I'm sure they ain't feeling. Some and Obama kind of way. did. I think he tweeted. <laughs> about it uh he was he was just congratulating them on twitter right yeah. after the win yeah absolutely bombshell now we knew that was gonna get hair and makeup yeah. Didn't we know that? yeah. come on charlize theron is megan kelly yeah. she looks Look, so much like her there were times scary. i was looking at the screen and i thought that's her that megan kelly mm-hmm. that's her. Did they like did they like slide her up in here <laughs> do, we, do we know how long she was in hair and makeup that I don't know, but don't I think I would imagine it would be quite some some period of time. And I remember seeing an interview with Charlize Theron where she talked about how she jacked up her vocal cords trying to get Megan Kelly's mm. voice down because Charlize Theron's voice isn't low mm-hmm. like mine is, yeah. and it's not high pitched either. It's somewhere in the middle, mm-hmm. and she had to get like down in the basement, almost baritone, wow. to grab uh, Megan Kelly's voice because Megan Kelly has a very deep, deep rich yeah. tone to her voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was really happy to see that um, Kazu Haru got that. 
Um, best original score went to Joker. Oh, I wish that score, like, it is so... A part of the reason you feel so uncomfortable watching it is that score gets under your skin and it kind of rots you. And I, one of the, my favorite moments in the movie was was improv. Like, the, the dance sequence was because Joaquin heard that score in the moment and it was going to be a more cliche, like, man in the mirror, every... This kind of film does that a lot. Mm-hmm. And instead, that entire physicality came from the score and that interpreted his Joker throughout the rest of the film. That changed the entire film. So if you're ever going to give a, a score award it's the one that changed the movie that went on to the lead actor role. Like that tied very much into each other. And if you listen to that score without the movie, you are just as uncomfortable. Well, what a genuine like, speech, too. Right. Like she was mm-hmm. just so Her honored to be there. Her speech was the bomb.com. Oh. Huh? Yeah. Her and Laura Dern had the best speeches of the night, I felt. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. heartfelt speeches. Um, best original song went to Elton John. And I had said this before, you know, Elton John, the Academy loves Elton John. Yeah. They just love him. So it was, I was. Personally rooting for stand-up and Cynthia Revo to get that EGOT, but yeah. she'll get it sooner or later. And then we had Jojo Rabbit get adapted screenplay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm loving that. Uh, that was one of my favorite movies of the year. I don't understand a lot of the, the hate I was kind of getting recently, but I just thought, wow, okay, awesome. We got the writing recognition. Taika is a Kin Academy Award winner. He's I love him so much hell. right now. Oh, yeah. And I mean, just shouting out his parents and for giving him the book when he was a kid. I just think, you know, any any love towards that movie, I'm going to praise. Did you see the uh, shot of him, like, hiding his Academy Award under the seat in front of him? <laughs> no. Like, someone, there's, like, a fan cam, and, like, he was, like, shiftedly, like, tucking it under because he's just so is- quick. Funny. He is crazy. Yeah. Every award show that I saw him at, he was just off kilter. Like you just want to go off in a corner and party with that yeah. dude. Yeah. He was so much fun. He's just like a good time. What, so much. One fun. of my favorite moments uh, actually <laughs> happened like off screen. Uh, Elton John is Eminem's sponsor, and he's kept him sober since Stan. Oh wow. So what? They, oh yeah. Like yeah. Wow. Elton John literally keeps like helps M. Didn't and they, know that. They talk constantly. They're really good friends, and and, and wow. it's a beautiful friendship that I I love. And they were both performing. So there's wow. a shot of them backstage together talking, just, and like that, just the knowledge of that just makes me so happy to know that like what's that year like? Like you know what I mean? Like talking totally. Kamikaze and Rocket Man. Like how how did that go? Like he's like oh I got this crazy new album out. Like I can't even imagine what that what that was like at the Oscars because there's no two more different people that to help each other out than Elton John and Eminem. Completely. That is bananas. What kind of stats do we have from tonight? Do we know? I mean, well, the second thing is Roger, Roger Deakins. This is his second win. 15th nom. Uh, you'd think he'd win a little bit more, but absolutely one of the best cinematographers of the t- of our time. His first one was Blade Runner, and yeah, that was recently. so overdue. Yeah, so this is just his second win, and I mean, the film was all like one shot, so it was pretty amazing. That's pretty remarkable. <laughs> first all foreign language film to win Best Picture, obviously, like, the huge statistic of the night. Um, like you said, Joaquin, first win, been nominated four times before. Uh, you'd think, like, he's one of those big actors in the pantheon of amazing performers that you just thought, oh, yeah, of course he has one. He didn't already. Wow. That's also not Leo. Because it became a joke. That's not Leo, Like, yeah. Leo, it became a joke that Leo didn't have an Oscar. I felt like a lot of people in the room were like, Joaquin does it? Like, it's neither <laughs> pop culture knowledge or not. We're all like, wait a second, that just sounds wrong. Did they announce that? No, entirely, yeah. Joaquin didn't have an Oscar because I'm a fan, and I'm like, I'm like I said, I was still walking around my jaws tight about Walk the Line, so I'm just saying. And his speech was solid. Like, I liked Joaquin's speech a lot. I wanted yeah. to say, though, did you, and I'm curious, even when you're with the live crowd, after Parasite won Best Picture, and they're doing the speeches, and they start to turn the lights out. Yes. For Best Picture. That's what someone said in the chat. They said, um, Charlie oh. Magbanua said, how did they cut off the award for Bombshell and cut to 
Yeah, they cut. Well, they cut off the bombshell. Yeah. They turned the lights off on him. And then they tried to do it again with Parasite, yeah. but everyone in the crowd goes, "Put him up!" What a magical moment for yeah. an award that show. That actually was a magical Incredible. moment when the whole audience was like, "Put him up! Put him up!" I'm like, yeah. Tom Hanks is like, yeah. Yeah. Tom Hanks in the front. Just, that's the gift we all need, though. Like, anytime you're feeling yeah. down, just Tom Hanks telling you, "Put him up!" Just like lift up, y'all. There it is. Like. Also, the gifts of every single person when Eminem's rapping being like, I don't know how to react to this. I cannot <laughs> wait to see all of that stuff. Like, we got some gold oh, for the internet wow. tomorrow. Oh, my God. Do we have any final thoughts about the Oscars? I think we covered a lot of yeah. it, though. Did you have a favorite moment? Uh, I have to, like, him, uh, Joaquin talking about his brother yeah. uh, was, was really moving and, and I think really impactful. Uh, Laura Dern's speech was, was incredible. Uh, I... I'm a giant Eminem fan, so it's fan and stan. So the moment of pure confusion when they kept cutting to Eminem footage in Eight Mile and he's just walking, we were, like yeah. they kept showing footage of other songs, and then it was just like, why is Marshall Mathers in a tank top walking? And then he comes up on stage, and I was like, is this happening? All and then everyone else in the audience was like, is this happening? <laughs> and they didn't stop with that face for the entire performance. Like they kept cutting to people being like, this is right. happening. It was pretty amazing. It we was, were all freaking out. We, yeah. just, we talked about that. We talked about that moment too. Yeah, I, yeah. I know we don't talk about fashion that much, but. I did love the fact that Spike Lee paid homage to the Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Mm. With Great call. The colors and his number, that was really beautiful as well. Kelly Marie Tran said more lines in this than she did in Star Wars, so I liked that they gave Kelly Marie yeah. Tran some time to shine. They absolutely cool. did. <laughs> they absolutely gave her more lines, although I, I thought really she was going to present. It's, it's weird. They kept doing that this year where they'd have someone <laughs> announce the presenter yeah. and then the presenter would come off. We don't have time for a host. Let's have people talk about each other. Right. <laughs> You know, I'm kind of I'm kind of digging the no host thing. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, I like it. It's, it's it moves. It seems to move a little better and without it's a host. A long because when the host mm. is up there, they're cracking jokes. Some sometimes the jokes are just funny to them. I'm like, nah. I'm 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 good. I'm good with that. Just keep that the way that it is. And plus, the network is saving goo gobs of money. So there's that. You know. Mm-hmm. So we have less than a minute left, you guys. So t- let's tell everybody. Thank y'all for having this conversation. It went fast. Yeah, it was yeah. This was a nice, invigorated, excited conversation about all the winners and congratulations to all of the Oscar winners this year for the 2020 92nd Annual Academy Awards. So having said that, where can we find you, Koi? On Twitter and Instagram at. I used to be here all the time, so people might know me from that. And uh, YouTube and all over the internet. Screen Junkies, Nerdist, Collider, everywhere. And you, Miss Diva? I am at Lady Lishi, uh, Instagram mostly. I'm a dancer and fire performer and all sorts of fun stuff. So, you know, I put up entertaining stuff to look at. Love it. (laughs) Simone? You guys can find me at Simone Thomas on Instagram and Twitter. You guys can find me at Ryan Nilsson, at Ryan Nilsson on Instagram. Shout out to Parasite. Parasite won Best Picture. Holy crap! (laughs) (laughs) And I am Carla Renata, a.k.a. The Curvy Film Critic. You can find me at Black Hollywood Live with The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata on Black Hollywood Live on Sundays at 5 o'clock. You can find me right back here at AfterBuzz TV with the General Hospital After Show. You can find me on Thursday nights on NBC at Superstore with America Ferreira. And you can find all of my reviews either on TheCurvyFilmCritic.com Rotten Tomatoes or in Variety. So having said that, thank you so much for joining us for the 92nd Annual Academy Awards After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. Have a great evening and we will see you next Next year at the Oscars. Bye. Peace. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. 
<laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.